You're tuning in to Intimate Interrogations. Welcome to Intimate Interrogations. I'm your host, Yael Teagle. I'm here with Stephen. Um, I'm not giving out last names in case you decide to not tell people. Welcome, Stephen. Hey. Intimate, huh? <laughs> it's intimate. Is this where people learn carnal knowledge? No, this is where I interrogate <laughs> you on your intimacy. Intimate interrogations. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome. Uh, before we go any further, I'm going to read a statement that I need you to agree to. Uh, if you don't agree, then we stop the recording and this was a waste of time. So, uh, I understand that this is being recorded, will unlikely be edited, and everything I say can and will be used. Against me in a court of law? I, probably. Oh. Yeah, okay. okay. I agree. Great. Um, so, here's how it works. We are going to roll a die, and based on the number that comes out, we are going to pick a topic to discuss. Oh, shit. If we roll a one, uh, we'll talk about your proudest moment. A two is sexy time stories. A three is embarrassing stories. A four is pet peeves. Five is foot in mouth memories. And a six is, is it just me? Um, do you have a preference of what you're hoping to roll? Uh... Not really. Okay. I feel it's going to be all embarrassing, whether we choose one or six. <laughs> uh, okay, great. Uh, so, apologize to the audience. We don't have an actual die because we live in the digital age. We're going to Google roll a die because it tells us to. Oh. Um, so, if you would, sorry about the clicking, everyone. If you would just hit the return key right here. I feel so 21st century doing this. Yeah, hit the return key. It's like, no longer do we have props. And we rolled a, do do do, rolling. Oh, it's a six-sided die. A five. five foot in mouth memories. What does that even mean? Um. Okay. So I'm really excited. Foot in mouth memories are like when I was three, like I'd bite my toenails. No, that's not it. That's disgusting. Um, no, it's um sometime when you said something, and it came out wrong, and then you said more, and it just kept coming out wrong. It is when you put your foot in your mouth. I can give you an example of a story from my life, if that'll make you feel better. Uh, sure. Okay. Because um, so, I feel like this is my whole life. Foot in mouth? Yeah, like I've just had a foot, like, coming, like, my own foot went up my ass and out my mouth my entire life. <laughs> wow, that's a really graphic description. It's very graphic. Yeah. It's, it's, it, food doesn't taste the same. <laughs> Does it taste like feet? And shit. Yes. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, I love it. So, um, the reason I actually put this topic on my topic list is because uh, I feel like foot and mouth memories are one of those things that you can't help but constantly think about. Like, something will happen that will remind you that you did something this stupid and, like, you regret everything. So, for example, um, I was in a car with friends, uh, and my friend's dad was driving, and the song Hey Mickey came on. Oh, God. Um, and I knew that song from um, Bring It On, because that's when I had first heard it. And uh, my friend's dad was like, oh, you know, I remember this song from when I was a kid. And I definitely uh, said, oh, I didn't realize it was that old. Meaning, like, I didn't realize it was older than the movie Bring It On. But... It came out, oh, I didn't realize it was that old. That's a foot-in-mouth uh, memory right there. Because I can't help think about it every time I hear that song, the time that I insulted my friend's dad. Oh. Well, I mean, you insulting like somebody by calling them old is actually like you hitting on them, isn't it? It was different, it but was yes. It different back then? <laughs> I okay. mean, well, I was also, I also hit on him like, you, like, now it's like, 
you're old. Like, that's like the y'all, that's the y'all I know saying, you're old. I mean, I do like old. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Like wrinkles. Mm, delicious. <laughs> Wrinkled for her pleasure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're, here to talk about, we're here to talk about... <laughs> well seasoned. Yeah. Okay. We get it. So let's talk about Sex some joke. of yours. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I They don't really bother me too much. I don't have too many things that bother me like that. I have like memories that I'm just like, oh God, why did I do that? Give me that. Um, let's hear about that. No, I'll give you. I'll give you one that I think is slightly foot and mouth. Uh, it's the first time I got caught in a lie. Oh! And it'll sound so like innocent to you when I'm telling you this, mm-hmm. but to be perfectly honest, I don't remember really anything from before I was 14. Okay. Um, actually, no, 15 or 16. I don't really remember anything from before then in Why? my life. Uh, I had a nervous breakdown in high school, uh-huh. and I just kind of closed off my mind. I think. Okay. So I have like fragmented memories throughout my life, but nothing that's like, oh, I actually remember who my teachers were or my classmates. I barely remember any of that. So for me to remember something from that time, it's always like the stuff that just like eats away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first time I was kind of alive was by my parents. Uh, I was home alone mm-hmm. or my brothers maybe were in their rooms or something. I was home alone and I think I was seven or eight years old and I was playing with matches. You know the saying, don't play with matches, you're likely to get burnt? Yeah. Well, I didn't get burnt, but I was playing with matches, and nothing happened at all, really. Okay. I was just lighting matches and blowing them out. Yeah. But when my parents got home, they were like, smells like smoke in here. Like, somebody was lighting matches. Right. Stephen, were you lighting matches? And I was like, no. And like, Stephen, you smell like smoke. You were lighting matches. No, I wasn't. (laughs) And for some reason, like, it got to the point where my mom was like, it's fine. Just admit it. You were lighting matches. Like, no, I wasn't lighting matches. And it got to the point where I was, like, in tears, denying that I lit matches, until finally I was like, yeah, fine, I lit the matches. And she's like, okay, was that hard? <laughs> was that so hard? And I was like, yeah. And I was like a little kid, and I was, like, sad, because I got caught in a lie. But why did I lie in the first place? I don't know. I thought I was going to get in trouble. They just didn't really care. They were just like, just don't do it when we're not home, because you could burn the house down. I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I definitely thought you would burn something. No. I've done more dangerous stuff than that. I just was a little bit more careful after that, so they didn't have to ask me the question of whether I did it or not. Right. I always feel like your first lie, the first time you get caught in a lie, is the memory that is, now I learned how to lie properly. No. The first time you get caught in a lie is the when you're like, man, I need to get better at this. Yeah. The the second, the, the other times you lie, you're like, man, that was, like, I have, I have two brothers, right? Mm-hmm. So one's Matthew... <laughs> one's, I guess I'm giving away my identity if I say the other one's name. That's fine. Um, it's your call. Anyway, we were at Guitar Center back when I was like 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. And we're all two years apart, so I'm the youngest. So I'm like 14, 15. He's 17. The other one's 19. We're all there with my dad because we're all home. buying. He's buying a new guitar or something. So my dad's like telling us to shut up and sit down because we're all hyper little bastards because we're all teenagers yeah and we're in a music store because that's where you can make the most noise and be the most annoying yep and for some reason like i was angry at my brother because he was annoying me for some reason Mm -hmm. and i was just standing there and my dad's back was turned to us and i was just like you know what screw this asshole my brother not my dad and i just go ow matt why'd you punch me (laughs) and i was like so convincing and matt's like i didn't punch him and my dad's like matthew go to the car like just 
grounded my brother for like a week and a half after that. <laughs> and then I told him that I was kidding like two weeks later. <laughs> two but, weeks later. Yeah, That's two after weeks. the punishment was done. Yeah. But I didn't get any punishment, so I set a good precedent for me being able to lie. Uh, I'm also the youngest, and I feel like learning how to get your older sibling in trouble for hurting you without them touching you is a skill that we learn early on. Well, yeah, because it's, it's the only defense we have <laughs> against the unknown. Yeah, my parents, for whatever reason, have multiple videos of me pulling that trick. I think one of the other, the other times that, like, this, is, this goes hand-in-hand hand with probably my most embarrassing moment. Mm. I was telling you before the interview about, um, about my first crush. Yeah. Which was, I was, I was like a little romantic piece of shit when I was in, in school. From what I understand, you're still a romantic piece of shit. Yeah, mostly the piece of... I lean heavily on the piece of shit, but the romance comes out sometimes. <laughs> but no, I had my first crush in second grade. Mm-hmm. So that's... Some people were like, that's weird. You should be like sixth grade. Or I was like, no, like I was like... I walked into class one day and there was a girl there, one of the twins, and I was just like, holy fuck. And I was like, all the, the little kids like fantasizing. Like, oh my God, we live together. Yeah. But so at the same time, I had a wild imagination, so I'd, like, think about stuff a lot, and I'd get so distracted in this class. So second grade's pretty much when my school, like, work went down in quality, <laughs> all the way to the end of high school. Wait, wait. Because I, I would always, like, find girls that I have crushes on and just, like, be the friend-zoned guy that... So you're saying that first grade, your schoolwork was top-notch. Dude, it was, it was fucking tight. Your colors and numbers were I could do top. the I could do the multiplication table in first grade. And then by second grade, there were pretty girls, and you said, fuck math. By second grade, I had a whole year of Spanish and could only say hola. <laughs> and chica. Where did you grow up again? North Carolina. They taught Spanish at your school? Yeah. They taught Spanish. I had Spanish class in first, second, third. It was like really beginner Spanish every single year. It was right. like earth science, where they just do it every year just to so see you have to do some work, and they don't really have to worry about whether it's hard or not. Yeah. And you just write, like, Dora the Explorer-level shit on pieces of paper and turn it in. Okay. But no, so I I have this crush, right? Yeah. I had a crush on this girl from first grade till sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And one of my best friends at the time, who I uh, kind of lost touch with when I got into high school, because we went to different high schools for the first two years. Or I was, there's, there's a whole story there. All right. Um, like, the last time that we were on good terms was before this happened in sixth grade. When we were in a fight, and we were pissed off at each other, and we were playing kickball, and I fucking remember it so clearly. Like, it's one of the one of the clearest, most embarrassing memories of my life. We're playing kickball on the field. My class is there. The girl I like, of course, is in my class. We're all there playing kickball. And me and him get in a fight on the kickball field. Like a, like a punching fight? No, like just like a... Like argument fight. Argument fight. Okay. And he's like... He just yells like... Oh, yeah, well, at least I don't like, like, her name. Yeah. To the entire school. Like, to everyone who's out there. There's, like, yeah. three or four classes out there. And I'm just thinking, like, every time I think back on that moment, I think back, like, man, I should have just been like, yeah, well, so what? But instead, I was like, no, I don't! Yeah, but here's, here's how I, as but a woman, like, here's as- what I heard. At least I don't like blank. As though she's such a terrible person. Right. And instead of um, so what or defending her like, yeah, she's great. It was no, I don't. As though like, how embarrassing. I like this person. I know, right? This poor girl's self-esteem probably plummeted. 
You well, probably... Maybe, maybe that lowered her self-esteem enough for me to get her later on. That was maybe my plan. Oh, I see. I'm, no, I'm kidding, kidding. <laughs> no, I just... Way out of your league? No, it was really just stupid. Like, looking back, I'm like, I'm a stupid fucking little kid. And I'm like, no, I don't! Yeah. And it's like, that's all the story is. But it still has, like, such a psychological impact when I'm now 25 and I'm like... Say the wrong thing. It's like interesting. I don't know. You just look back on those moments in your life, and you're like, "What would have happened if I didn't?" Because like, I think as a kid, you really don't realize when people tell you they're like, "Just be yourself." Like, just be confident. Yeah. And people don't really know what that means uh, until you're older, and you're just like, you look back on the decisions you made and how you could have done things differently. Absolutely. Like, stop trying to defend yourself to other people. Like, just be confident in your decisions. Like, if like. Because she didn't know I liked her. Right. So, like, that was, like, a perfect moment for me. Yeah, that like, was that great. was Like, that was, like, Doctor Who, you got two timelines, and one Steven over here has, like, eight kids as a millionaire with his fucking <laughs> super hot girlfriend that he met in second grade. Yeah. And Steven over here still has an awesome girlfriend. He's a producer at these networks. But, you know, he's not, he's not this Steven. Right. But he could have been this Steven if he was just confident. But he wasn't. <laughs> See, there's, like, multiple times you look back on your life and you're like, you know, my life would be so different if I was just like, fuck you, I'm doing it this way anyway, instead of just being like, oh, okay, that was wrong. Do you think that that life, the other life you could have had with this girl from second grade would be better than the one you have now? It would have been different. I, I I don't think it would have been better. I don't think anyone, I don't think any life's better than another life, really. Yeah. I think, like, I mean, of course, there's slaves, there's three... 30 million slaves in the world today, like, their lives are pretty shitty. Um, yeah, but sounds um, pretty shitty. But, I mean, it's it's only what you can achieve through your circumstance. I mean, if you look at the people who are in underprivileged countries and the countries where, you know, you, you grow up in a family and it's like, you can be this. This is all you can ever be. You can never rise above this. Right. Um, I mean, you're kind of bred into that mindset that, you can only be that. So you're not really, you don't really have these grandeur genes of being more than that if you're just constantly told you can only be that. Yeah. Meanwhile, in America, and in this great country we have, you, which kind of causes a little bit of a decision making when you're growing up because you don't, you have so much opportunity. Yeah. You have no idea what you're going to do and you feel like there's a wrong decision. You feel like there's only one right decision and there's millions of wrong decisions. Yeah. Like, how am I going to get that right decision? But, I mean, I've made so many wrong decisions that have led me ultimately to making a right decision. Yeah. I mean, it's weird to think about. I just think, like, if you're, like, let's say, let's say if you have a sandbox that's, like, three feet by three feet. Mm-hmm. And in that sandbox, there's, like, three toys. And you can't leave the sandbox. You're like, okay, I'm going to play with these three toys. Okay, let's get rid of the sandbox and just put you in a fucking football field with thousands of toys. What are you going to play with? Like, you only have an hour to play. Like, what, what toy am I going to play with? Because after, after you play with that toy, you're probably going to you're gonna die and go to heaven or hell or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> really terrible, morbid yeah. analogy. I'm a child. I'm a I have ch- one hour to live and play with toys. <laughs> I know. It's like the Make-A-Wish Foundation. But... <laughs> wow. Steve. Messed up. But no, Steve. like, even that, like... You, you have the Make-A-Wish Foundation where, obviously, I'm sure they have a list of things that are attainable. Yeah. Because if you go to a kid who's dying and you say, you can have anything in this world, they're going to be thinking about it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then the chances are they're going to choose something that's out of 
out of the realm of possibilities. Like, continuing to live. Like, that's out of the realm of possibilities. Like, that... It, yeah, but look at Bat-Kid. Bat-Kid chose something that is out of the realm of possibilities. He wanted to be Batman for a day. And no, that's if, great. They made him Batman for a day. Out of the realm of possibilities. I think that's what's so amazing about the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yeah, I, I have no problem. I think the Make-A-Wish Foundation yeah. is phenomenal, and that's not my... They are not sponsoring this podcast. No, that's not... I'm <laughs> Just not, to be clear. I'm not dying. I don't know any kids who are dying. I haven't <laughs> yeah. been associated with many people in that position. I want to take it back to your conversation about confidence. Um, you were saying that life... Uh, had you gone through life uh, with confidence more... Um, and made the choices based on just being confident in who you are. Right? You had said that? Something yeah. along those lines? Um, do you think you now live every moment with that confidence? Not completely. I think. Why not? I don't think anyone does. I don't think there's a single person alive who lives their entire life completely full of confidence. Maybe, like, Leonardo DiCaprio might, like, just be fully confident that he's, like, doing everything right. Oh, I believe actors in general do not live with any confidence. Well, less confidence than a normal person. I mean, some do. I think they're good I at think pretending. some people get really confident in their beliefs, even though they're based on complete and utter fallacy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jim Carrey. Um, <laughs> what do you have against Jim Carrey? He's an anti-vaxxer. Oh, who, well, yeah. Because celebrities like to think that their opinions weigh more than scientific fact a lot of the times, and it gets really annoying because people trust their opinions more than scientists. Oh, and it's killed thousands of babies because of Jim Carrey. Uh, uh, not him alone. His wife, the, the ex-wife. Move, yeah, the movement, <laughs> the movement they were part of. Though. Excuse me, yes. But you can definitely say, like, there are people out there who would have gotten their kids vaccinated had Jim Carrey not endorsed it. You can definitely say that. I could say people were uh, encouraged to look up what they found as fact based on the... Um, announcements, the the um, declarations of, I would say, Jim Carrey. But that's even worse. Like, the fact that people are questioning facts based right. on completely falsified information. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry, back to confidence. Yeah, I know, right? Confidence. Confidence is not changing the subject when I don't want to talk about confidence. <laughs> um, no, I've had a very interesting life with confidence and very interesting relationship with the term confidence because... Mm-hmm. Everyone tells you, hey, be confident. Be confident in who you are. Be confident. I mean, I don't believe people should be confident in the things that are not necessarily good for them. Mm. I don't think you should be confident that smoking is healthy for you. I don't think you should be confident that, like, being 8,000 pounds is healthy for you. Like, that's just... Do you see people... uh, Sorry, I got real distracted by 8,000 pounds for a second. Um, Because that sounds really heavy. Um, <laughs> well, somebody, 600-pound woman just gave birth to a 40-pound baby the other day. Stop. My vagina hurts. Um, yeah, mine too. Yeah. Can you... Uh, the cigarettes one, that's what it was. Um, do you, Have you ever seen someone confidently... There are people who don't believe smoking is bad for them. There are people who, who have 100% confidence in telling you that smoking is not bad for you. I don't know if that's confidence. That sounds like ignorance. Excuse you. Yeah, that was my chair. Um, sure. No, I mean, it's just... I don't know how to explain it. I think confidence is such a general term. I'd say there are just things that people are so behind that aren't good for them. Like, mm-hmm. And for their, for their mental health, for everything, they get caught up in these weird things. I mean, 
Let me just try to find my train of thought again. Okay. Dun dun dun. Chicken dun chicken dun chicken dun. The train of thought's going down. I see. Um, I was gonna move subject a little if you. Well, let me let me let find me continue your on this. Yes. Okay. So my my relationship. You can cut some of this if you want. Uh, nope. It's unedited. Lovely. <laughs> so oh yeah. So people telling everyone to be confident. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous that people think that telling somebody to be confident can make them confident because mm-hmm. it can't. You can only be confident in yourself if you've achieved something. You can, no, I, and you can argue with me all you want on this. No, I understand. Yeah. But there's, you can be confident in the person you are, but if you're trying to prove yourself to other people and if your value of confidence is what other people think of you, you need to have some achievements to right. be able to self-enforce yourself. Mine is I lost Wait, I had no confidence in high school because I was constantly made fun of for being fat. I was mm-hmm. constantly looked in the mirror and didn't like what I saw. I was constantly berated. I just was, I was actually a generally very unhappy person. I'd tell the jokes that are politically incorrect just to get laughs because I thought making people laugh would mean making people like me. Mm-hmm. Um, I told, I said some pretty fucked up shit for laughs in high school. Like I said the most politically incorrect shit you can think of just think of anything and i said it and you know what in in the time it's like people were laughing so it was great yeah but then so i lose friends and i'd be like why am i losing these friends why are these people being assholes to me it's like looking back now i realize that and having to like reconnect with some of these people and having them be really like hesitant to talk to me and i just have to straight up say like look that was who i was back then mm-hmm. i understand that i was a fucking asshole I understand that it's not cool, but I thought you were a cool person, so I want to reconnect so we can have this friendship, so you can see who I am now. But, you know, I used, I used weight loss as a, as a tool to be comfortable with myself, because mm-hmm. I wasn't comfortable looking in the mirror and being 250 pounds. I wasn't. I, I didn't like what I saw. Right. I saw people on TV. I saw people in suits and clothes and looked great, and I was like, I want to be that. I want to have that. So I, and, and you did something about it. Yeah, I started working out every day. I just literally went to the gym and was like, fuck it, yeah. I'm just run every day, see if I can go farther every day. And then I yeah, lost the weight. That's great. And since then, I had confidence. Mm-hmm. And since having confidence, things just naturally come to you. Right. Women naturally are attracted to people who are comfortable with themselves. Yes. Because women are already have self-esteem issues. Men have self-esteem issues too. Everyone has self-esteem issues. Right. But people are attracted to people with less self-esteem issues than themselves. Because nobody, nobody who thinks yeah. they themselves look bad mm-hmm. want to be with somebody who thinks they look bad, too. Yeah. No, that's, I think that's a beautiful statement, that people are attracted to people with less self-esteem issues than themselves. Well, like, you look at my relationship. Um, my girlfriend, I think, is very attractive. Oh, she's so hot. Yeah, she's... I Just think, for anyone listening, she's really, really hot. Well, like... I'll post pictures. I have, I have a certain type that I'm always into, yes. and it's... It's not what my girlfriend is. She's not my normal type. Yeah. It's not what I'm usually into. I'm mm-hmm. very, like, strict on the whole. Like, because when I was in high school, I was like, oh, these skinny models and shit. But, you know, I don't think that should impede getting to know somebody and becoming attracted to somebody. And I'm not saying I wasn't attracted to my girlfriend. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying um, I wanted to figure out what I really wanted. Mm-hmm. And 
when after doing one night stands and shit in Hollywood for so long and doing all these like everyone the hookup dating, which yeah. is what Hollywood is. It's right. just like, hey, go out on one date. Oh yeah, you really thought you connected. Suddenly you're sleeping together and then that's it and it's yeah. done. Um I was like, okay, well I wanna go on dates and just figure out myself, which then turned into me meeting somebody who I really, really liked, like connection wise, personality wise, and looks wise too. I was just like this person is not what I usually go for, but I'm just like blown away. I'm just like, holy shit. And she asked me all the time. She knows that she's not my type. And she's just like, why do you go out with me? Like, oh, you're so good looking. And it's like, I'm not even trying to talk myself up. She tells me like, oh, you're so good. Like, I don't know why you're with me. I'm like, there are times when I'm in a car with my girlfriend and I look to my right and just the way the light hits her, I'm just like, holy shit. She is just so fucking beautiful. Yeah. And like, I'm just like, you know what? If I wasn't confident in myself, I wouldn't have been able to get what I have now. Absolutely. So it's all trial and error. There are people who are 30 who haven't gotten their confidence. There are people who are 40, 50 who haven't gotten it. I think you have to go through your trials and pass your trials. And once you pass them, you get you gain that. It's something I've gained. It's not something that just came to me. Confidence isn't something I could just say, wake up one morning, hey, I'm confident. Right, absolutely. Sorry, that was a kind of a rant. It was beautiful. And I think we learned a lot. And on that note, is that thank it? you. Yeah, thank you so I much. I thought you were going to change us. the topic. I was, but we went in. We got real deep here. What was the other topic you were going to go does, into? It was. It was related. I don't remember. Thank you so much for joining us, Stephen. Uh, if you want to tell people who you are, why don't you tell them where they can find you on Twitter no, or I'm whatever? Good. No, I'm good. all right, I'm good. Um, guys, that was Stephen. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, I'm your host, Yell Teagle. This is Intimate Interrogations. You can follow me on Twitter at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And I will see you next time for more. This has been a presentation of Intimate Interrogations. The views expressed here by the guests do not reflect those of the hosts and the producers of this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to Intimate Interrogations on iTunes and follow the host, Yell Teagle, on Twitter.